All right, boys, big week, week 17, final week of the regular season, and uh, we got a pretty solid schedule to look forward to. A lot of, a lot of good games coming up here. Um, so, I mean, let's just, let's just start with the Giants. I told Mr. Harris this before we started. For, for a week 17 after losing, what's it, like two or three straight, their playoff scenario, it's a lot better than it could have been. You, only, it's, you rely on yourself in one other game. I think it's they have to beat they have to beat Dallas and then hope that the that the Philadelphia Eagles can beat Washington. That's really it. Very it's reasonable doable. scenario. <clears throat> yeah, no, it could definitely happen. And you're 100 percent right. I mean, considering that they have fell off a little bit from that big Seattle win, you know, I mean, for them still to have a legitimate shot of making the postseason, it's crazy. I considering mean, like, what all these other teams. Yeah, like there are other teams that like they have to win and hope that like two or three other teams win. The fact that you're only relying on one other game, I think if you're the Giants, you gotta be happy. Maybe it, it's a pride to the NFC East. Um, For sure. Yeah, but um, I, I was joking, Mister Harris. I was like, I don't know. Do the Eagles really want the Giants to lose? But it, I mean, to win, to win the playoffs. But it, it's true that like. Um, Mr. Harris, what was that quote about the Eagles? They don't want to watch someone put the hats on their field. Oh, yeah. I think John Franco said that. But, uh, yeah, I was just saying, like, they, players don't want, to, they don't want to lose, you know. The Jets have shown that even if it's best for your team in the long run, you want to win every game. Yeah, these players aren't going out there. And, oh, let's just – no. Everyone, all the players and coaches, everyone's playing for their jobs. They definitely – no team's going to just let someone – Walking, yeah, I think um, Lou, I think the defensive coordinator for uh, Philadelphia said it. He was like, "We're not going to watch another team put on the hats." And I mean, he's got a point. They're going to win a division on their home turf, so they definitely Eagles are definitely going to go out there and play play their hearts out. I think I, today's going to be a good game for everyone. It's gonna, there's going to be a lot of good football games. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll cover some of the like the playoff scenarios, but I mean, we'll keep it in the NFC East. This is really one where like still. Anyone except the Eagles can make it. It's the same situation for the Cowboys, where if the Cowboys win and Philadelphia Philadelphia wins, they'll get in, and then Washington just has to win, win in their end. But I mean, at this point, I'm not sure if anyone really knows who they think the front runner is. Obviously, I think it's Washington. They've got the easiest path, but they, you know, they've had their problems. Dwayne Haskins get released. They're pretty much just hoping Alex Smith can be ready for this game. They think he's going to start. They think McLaurin's going to start. Uh, and even then, they're still going up against a Philadelphia team that Jalen Hurts has made mo- a lot better than they were most of the year. Yeah, yeah he's Jaylen. got a lot to prove. You know, he's only he's had what three games I think starting so far, and he's been good. But you know, he's got to still go out there and prove it. And and it looks like moving forward, unless there's anyone that um, you know they they really like in this draft, that Jalen Hurts is going to be their guy. Wentz just uh, requested a trade. Um, so I mean, moving forward, it looks like the, the Jalen Hurts pick, that's going to be the one that the Eagles are going to ride with. And I mean, after the past few games, I know he didn't play great against Dallas, but he's shown a lot of talent. Uh, I think he, he's been kind of what they wanted. He sparked some life into this team, made it interesting. Um, and I mean, they were pretty much lifeless for most of this year. So, I mean, what more can you ask for? I'm really, I'm curious on where. Wentz is going to end up if any team's going to, you know, take a shot trying. Because I know I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he just got paid too. 
Philadelphia gave him a pretty hefty contract. So it's going to be, mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like it's going to be interesting to see what team's going to want to take that on and maybe. Because, listen, we know, we've seen what Wentz can do. I mean, back in whatever it was, 2018, whatever, when he had that amazing year before he got hurt. So, you know, I mean, but, yeah, like you said, I think Philadelphia is definitely going to stick with um, Hurts now to see if he is their guy really. But, I mean, these past couple games he's been playing great. So, I guess, I mean, today's going to be a great test too. Going, They got a – Washington's got a great defense. So, mm. see how he, how he turns out against them. I mean, we basically said it this whole year, right? We talked about Wentz fell off from that MVP – a caliber player we saw in 2018 to what, what he was this year. I mean, like he can say all the stuff he can be pissy about how, you know, the Eagles, they're not playing him, but he played himself out of a job. They yeah, gave him nah, plenty he... opportunities. It's not like they, uh, it's not like the Eli Manning thing where they pulled him after like two tough losses. Like they gave Wentz a lot of this season, pretty much threw away a lot of games trying to get Wentz back and right. And it's just, he, he never had it this year. He never looked good. Uh, just throwing the football at all. I mean, th- those last few games, it was like he couldn't hit anyone. Um, so I they mean, left they left him in for longer than people actually thought. I remember even those couple weeks, they were like, oh, Jalen Hurts is practicing. You know, he's taking first-team reps. And everyone was still confused because they were like, Jalen Hurts is going in for one play, and they were taking him out. They were like, yeah. what's going on? You know, they, they kept, like, teasing at it like they were going to put him in. So, I mean – I mean, Wentz, you know, exactly what you just said. I mean, he could be upset only once, but he played himself into this, you know, position right now, so. I mean, so we'll see. That's going to be interesting. That's the primetime game. So even Giants for a win, we'll have to wait the whole night to, to see what happens. But, uh, I mean, you got to feel somewhat confident. I, the Washington hasn't looked great uh, in the past weeks, and it's true they've had Haskins. But even Alex Smith coming back, is he going to be 100%? Probably not because they weren't able to make this decision until kind of Saturday. And even then, it wasn't like a, yes, he's starting. It was they think he's going to start. So, I mean, Alex Smith is probably better. Even to hurt Alex Smith is probably better than anything Dwayne Haskins can bring. Uh, but it, it, will still, it will still be interesting. It's going to be – they're going to have to rely a lot on that defense. And then the other side, with this Giants-Cowboys game, if you're the Giants, again, you have to be somewhat confident. You played the, the, the Cowboys close with Dak Prescott. But uh, the Cowboys are really – they're a respectable team. The way they played against Philadelphia, they kind of, they kind of bowled out in that game. And, uh, you know, they have they – like, they like being the Giants. They've beat them in big spots in the past, probably more often than the Giants have beat them in big spots. So history's not on their side, at, at least <laughs> – but, um, I think I think for that game, you got it's kind of. I feel like both teams generally you know, kind of lack, you know, in different areas. I, I feel like the Giants' offense. I mean, going up against, I feel like a weak Cowboys defense. They have to. Daniel Jones has got to show like they got to put up points, especially in this game. And then you look at it in the other side of the ball. Giants have a great defense, and it looks like Cowboys' offense is definitely like their strong spot on that team. They have all those weapons. So, I mean, you got to look. I'm. The way it seems is that it, I'm guessing that it kind of would be – I, I kind of like the Giants in the game, if you want me to be honest with you. And then you got to hope everything pans out right for them. Philadelphia gets a win, but I can definitely see the Giants actually winning the NFC East. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's going to be – it's all going to rely on the man I have in my shirt right now, and that's Danny Dimes. Let's see what he can do, man, because uh, I think he said he's, he's not going to have – he's probably going to stay in the pocket again. And uh, the Ravens game last week was it was a stinker, uh, and the, the defense just couldn't stop Lamar, which is a little disheartening. But um, 
I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion. I didn't think Daniel Jones really did that bad. Um, for the first time, I saw him stay in the pocket and actually do well, like complete passes. He suffered from the O-line struggled again, and like five receivers had drops. So like they were I – mean, I know Austin Mack dropped like a big third down early in the game, and it was all downhill from there. The defense really couldn't get a stop. But uh, I didn't really think Daniel Jones was the reason they lost last week, and I think if he puts together a similar performance, as long as everyone around him is a bit better, and they should be because Dallas isn't nearly as dangerous as Baltimore, that he'll give you a chance to win. Yeah, I think Dan Dan Downs is going to have a good day. Um, Because, yeah, Dallas' defense is nothing compared to the Ravens' defense. Mm -hmm. And he should be a week healthier, you know. Because I think he was pretty healthy last week, but, you know, another week. I mean, that was my, my big question was, can he play in the pocket, even if he doesn't have a scrambling? Is he healthy enough to play in the pocket and make the throws? And last week he was. Last week he made a lot of good throws that made me think, you know what, this, guy, this guy's got something that we can work with. So we'll see. It's going to be a big, big couple of hours for us. We'll watch our game and then – Hopefully they win and we can kind of enjoy the primetime game. Otherwise, the rest of the day is just going to be ruined. <laughs> and Daniel Jones just looking like the right call for uh, Gettleman in that draft when everybody was uh, crapping 100%, 100%, 100%. And it's still to be determined whether at the sixth pick he'll be, he'll be worth it. But, I mean, out of everyone this that is, was available, this, best this, pick. This, I feel like this is probably one of his biggest tests today. Today's a big game. Yeah. I mean, I, I, would, I would go out and say, what do you, you think this is probably the biggest game he's played in? A win for oh, the 100%, 100%, 100%. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. And a young guy, especially in, like, you know, a young career, people are looking, is he a franchise quarterback? You got to see how he performs today. I and mean, you guys have been saying, we've been all saying it on the podcast, like, you know, where we've seen so many flashes of Daniel Jones. Like, you know, he's been great. And there's other times that you look and you're like, you know, why would he do that? Why did he make that, that decision? I feel like today you got to see, is he really your guy? He's got to go out there. He's got to, you know, play great. And hopefully the team wins. I mean, the thing is, right, most of the guys that become those, those franchise players, those clutch, they're, they're clutch. They're, they have the, the biggest moments. Even like, like a Larry Fitzgerald, you can think back to the Super Bowl. He's all over. Even when they lose, his hands are all over the, that playoff run, those games. Eli Manning goes without saying his hands are all over the two <laughs> Super Bowl runs. So, I mean, like, that's what it's going to come down to for Daniel Jones, if he can step up in this big moment. We go into this offseason with a pretty different taste in our mouth and a different outlook on who he is for this franchise if he wins as opposed to, you know, if he maybe drops the ball. But we'll see. Before we get into some of the other playoff scenarios, uh, it should be noted uh, we've been watching a lot of college football and um, whether the Jets go, would they stay with Darnold or they decide to draft a quarterback? It looks like they'll have some options now. Justin Fields balled out, had like six touchdowns. Tommaso was texting me about it. He was pretty happy about it. So I know, John Franco, you're the big Jets fan. How do you feel about you know the Jets and this upcoming decision they'll have to make? Listen, I don't. First of all, I don't even know where to start from this team with this team. Two weeks ago, we're all you know happy. What is it? Three weeks ago, wow, you know. Greg Williams, all out blitz. Okay, we're doing okay. That was a close one to the Raiders. We're going to be all right. And then somehow we beat the 9-5 and five Rams, which is just beyond me, or 9-4, and four, whatever they were at the time. And now, you know, 
Trevor Lawrence looks like he slips away from you. We beat the Browns, and so now it's definitely out. But we're locked into that number two. So, I mean, I guess that's a happy thing. There's really not a lot of things, Lou, right now that we can be excited for. <laughs> but with that said, honestly, the way I'm feeling about the second pick is that there are a lot of, like, possible things that they could do, which I'm happy about. You know, we can lean it, – it's – my opinion right now is that the team needs to get a new coaching staff and they need to, you know, figure out where they want to go. They can't make this decision with like, you know, general manager and then get the new coach and then, you know, let them get this handed right to them. I, I feel like they got to get a new staff and they got to see where their mindset is and go from there. If the new staff wants to stick with Darnold, okay, you stick there. Then what do you do with the second pick? I feel like you can either trade it down, maybe move into like that five or six spot, take one of those great receivers. This is a great draft for receivers too, especially early on. Or, you know, you stay at number two, you take the um, kid out of Oregon, the offensive lineman. That could be great, you know, match him up with Becton. Or, I mean, if the team wants to – if the new staff wants to go away from Darnold, Fields, listen, I, honestly, I wasn't really high on Fields. That game against Clemson really opened my eyes. Like, that was great. And did you see he took that big hit too? He got out for, mm-hmm. a, like, one, one play, and then he came right back in. Like, that showed a lot too. I mean, everyone was freaking out about the game. I mean, it really did impress me. But even the um, from BYU, Zach Wilson's a great quarterback too. So, I mean, you got to you got to see. I mean, really, and it it really is the truth. I feel like this draft, it's Trevor Lawrence, and then it's everyone else. You know what I mean? I feel like there's such a big drop off, and especially like how like going into this year, like I mean, after like week four, everyone's like, okay, tank for Trevor's on, you know, and like people are still trying to get over the fact that we lost the you know the draft rights to this kid, but. I mean, I feel like at this point, we've gone through so much, like, the organization with everything. Like, you got to just stop. Like, you know, we've had enough. <laughs> we've, we've, everyone's dealt with enough. I think we got to just, you know, go from here, see what we're dealing with. Second pick, there's a lot of things that we can do, and that's it. And we also had that other first rounder from uh, Seattle. Mm. So, I mean, you know, around it's probably going to – I mean, Seattle clinched a playoff spot, so it's probably going to be, like, mid to late 20s. But still, we could still find a little something there. So, I mean, they had the draft capital – they're going to have a lot of money going into free agency. So I'm pretty confident that if we play everything right, we can, we can work something out this off season. All right. I mean, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, right. The thing we say about all these guys is you, you really have no idea. I mean, as much as people say Trevor is a lock, who, who knows? I mean, he'll probably be, a pretty a pretty good player but uh will he be the hall of famer everyone says he's gonna be we truthfully have no idea and the one thing working in sam donald's favor besides the fact that he's actually played pretty well these last two games is that like you kind of know what he is as opposed to drafting someone john franco mentioned before and like justin fields ohio state sometimes kind of sketchy you have no idea with those quarterbacks not the best rep and it's- exactly. And the other thing I was going to honestly say, too, I just remembered that was big. Yesterday, I forgot what I was watching. It was something – I forgot who said it. It was someone on ESPN. And they were like, you know, usually quarterbacks by, the, like, you know, their second year, right? Like, you'll see what you're getting. And they were like, Josh Allen this year, you know, opened everyone's eyes. And this is his third year. You know what I mean? And he was – because they were talking about whether or not, you know, Darnold's the right guy or, you know, move away from him. And then the guy was saying, he was like, you know, it's very rare that you see a quarterback come on like Josh Allen did this year in his third year. And they were like, next year is going to be Sam Donald's fourth year. And the guy, and he was saying, he was like, you know, how many chances is, some, you know, are they going to get? But the thing in my, in my mind that I was saying 
I feel like if we draft, you know, Fields or um, Zach Wilson, someone like that, we're going to enter another – I mean, even though we are still, like, re, like rebuilding, it, you know, we're going to have to deal with another – you know, like we're doing with Donald right now, another couple of years of waiting to see how this quarterback pans out. So I feel like, you know, if we do stick with Donald, I feel like there is a little stability. But, you know, not – I know there's not at the same time, but I feel like this all just goes back to getting that – like that new coaching staff, getting everyone in. And I feel like if we do see Donald with a better coaching staff – and then he does. He still is, you know, underperforming. Then that's when we part ways. I mean, John Frank, you said it beforehand. Like you talked about Adam Gase and how Tannehill has since left Adam Gase and has had a lot of success with Tennessee. And the, th- the thing about Ryan Tannehill is he's not a guy that blows you away with any of his physical attributes. He was never a huge, you know, highly ranked quarterback. Even now, I mean. He's not, he's not like a game manager per se, but he's not a guy that's like lighting it up with like 400 yards per game. And the thing about Sam Darnold is that he does have a lot of physical attributes that you go, wow, you know, that could, that could be something. He was a highly rated quarterback out of college before Baker won the Heisman. People were thinking, you know, this guy could go number one. So I, I think, you know, there's still a lot to work with that. Maybe you get Gase out of there and maybe things, the ship starts to right itself. No, I 100% agree. I think it, it, it all starts with the coaching staff. So, I mean, I guess that – but, like, you know, what I said before, too, you know, Trevor, having Trevor Lawrence, having that first overall pick, yep. that, was, that was huge for getting a coach. That was, like, you know, everyone was like, wow, you know, I'm going to be able to work with this kid. Like, ha- those rights to Trevor Lawrence expanded, like, the horizon so much for, you know, outlet into whether it was a big college coach or, you know, someone big from the NFL, off- you know, offensive coordinators, the guy from um, Kansas City, Biennemi. Yeah, like, you know, getting seeing Trevor Lawrence on your team, that's attracting a lot more people rather than Sam Darnold. But I mean, hopefully, you know, we get the right guy in the building and that's it. We need I feel like they need to go cuz the, the thing is though, I don't know, what what do you think about college coaches? To me, it's scary sometimes for me. I'd, ra- like- I'd rather take the coordinator. I mean, just look at the way Joe Judge, who's only a special teams coordinator, no one knew his name. And he's taken a Giants team that everyone wrote off as just like another crappy team in the NFC East, not to bring Madden to this, but Madden ranked them as the lowest talented team at the beginning of the year. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? He's, he's got a lot out of this team. And yes, it turns out that some of the guys they sign on the defense are just studs, but uh, like, you know, they've gotten a lot out of this team. And I think that's what good coaching can do for you. You see the way that everyone on the Giants just seems to be like simpatico. They're like, they're, they're down with Joe Judge, and it's like that's what you love to see, and that's not what you're seeing with the Jets right now and Adam Gase. I mean, great coaching can just go a long way, but I think you want those guys that have the NFL experience. It's just I think it's a world of difference. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, just because the college game is so different also, like if you, you have to get uh, learning to adjust the NFL game and get your locker room you know, going, it's just too difficult of a task. Uh, I feel like everyone wanted Matt Rule, right? Matt Rule was the guy, right? Everyone wanted. Has he? He's not been. He hasn't been great with Carolina. So like, yeah, Carolina hasn't been doing great. But I mean, yeah, they, there you go. Exactly. I mean, he, I mean, it is only like, you know first year. Matt Rule was a great coach with um Baylor, I think it was. So I mean, you got to see. But I, I mean, exactly, exactly what both of you guys just said. You have to adjust to the new game and everything. I mean, I feel like the way like there's been so many like ups and downs with this team. I feel like you're better off getting a coordinator, like we said. And, you know, getting someone with that NFL experience. And then, you know, the, hopefully that's probably the best route for the team. And they got to go from there. I think it's all going to start with new coaching staff, 
and then the draft. I mean, so far, it looks like last year's draft, you know, I mean, I, I feel like it kind of panned out right so far. Beckton looked like, seems like to be the good pick. Denzel Mims showed some flash, and I know he had some injury problems early on in the year. But, I mean, Joe Douglas is, you know, highly regarded. He is a good general manager. So, I mean, he knows what he's doing. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, from there they build it up. Uh, so let's get into some some of the AFC playoff scenarios. There are currently three teams that are definitely going to the playoffs. That's the the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Steelers. Um, and we have the AFC South that still needs to be decided. Titans and Colts at ten and five, and there are three wild card spots. So how do we think this division is going to pan out? I think that the Titans are going to end up winning the AFC South just because. Not only do I think they're better than the Colts, their path is easier. They just have to win or the Colts lose. The Colts need to win and hope that the Titans lose. So that, that's already your chances are kind of slim there. Uh, wild card teams. I'm hoping for the Dolphins, honestly. I really, I really think that that would be a cool little accomplishment for Brian Flores to get that team into, into the wild card. Um, but, I mean, yeah, they're going to they're gonna have to win – it's interesting. I mean, the Ravens are probably in a good spot too. So are the Browns. It, it, it's going to be tough. I think I have some of the scenarios up here. But what are you guys? What are you guys' thoughts on some of the teams on the outside here? I mean, it's crazy to like look at it now, and it's it honestly is kind of funny. Like you know, you see such a difference in the AFC and the NFC. Why? Like there's pro- there's most likely going to be a ten and six team that isn't going to make the playoffs. So that's just mm-hmm. crazy. But like you said, honestly, I'm a bit, I'm rooting for the Dolphins too. I hope they make it. I kind of like what the Browns are doing with this ground and pound. Baker's been playing good. I feel like, you know, they deserve it. But there's, you know, it's crazy. There's so many things that could happen. Like you said, I mean, the Titans, you know, the Texans, even though, you know, they're a bad team. Deshaun Watson, you know, he can have a great game and they can end up losing. And I think um, the Colts, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're playing uh, Jacksonville. They're playing Jacksonville. Yes, they should win. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like that's almost a, a sure win right there. And at that so, point, all you would need to make the wild card is the Titans, the Ravens, the Browns, or the Dolphins losing. You just need one of them to lose, and they're in. So as far as making the playoffs, the Colts are in a good spot. Winning the division is going to be a little tougher. Yeah, 100%. I mean, listen, I mean, even if, you know, Titans win, I mean, out of these teams right here, I feel like, you know, Ravens, Lamar Jackson, you know, these past couple of weeks have been playing great too. I feel like they're starting to, like, get on a roll. And, it, you know, I feel like this would be huge for him, too. People have been saying, you know, Lamar can't win in the playoffs. He can't perform. I feel like, you know, teams getting hot at the right time. This could be a big This could be a big year. Maybe the Ravens get hot. You know, they can make a little noise in the playoffs. Browns, you know, and it's crazy, too, to actually look at that, too. There might be three teams from the AFC North making it with Pittsburgh, the Ravens, and the Browns, too. The AFC is loaded. This is, this is actually this, – this is going to be exciting. I, I'm honestly – I don't know. This is tough. I don't know who's going to make it. It's going to be fun. I mean, you're looking at the Dolphins, the Ravens, and the Browns are the teams that really control their destiny because if they win, they're in, and the Colts would be the team that ends up uh, that, that would end up losing. But, I mean, like they said, they really only need one of those teams to lose, and as long as they beat Jacksonville, which should not be a problem, mm-hmm. uh, they're in. Uh, I know – Browns are taking on the Steelers, and the Steelers are resting a lot of guys. Yeah. Ravens are taking on the Bengals, who you would think easy win, but, I mean, sometimes the Bengals have proven to be an interesting team. 
And, and uh, Dolphins just way? take it on the Bills, which is an interesting game because while the Bills have already clinched the division, it would – they probably do have a little bit of a reason, at least for pride, to beat the Dolphins and maybe knock them out ruin their season. Yeah, 100%. I think, um, I could be, I think they might be – I don't know if they're resting Josh Allen, but I think Josh Allen, I think they said like he's going to be on a little leash. I think he might be playing like, you know, first quarter, first half. And then taking him out. I mean, so I mean I that's that. that's smart. Just because like pride, pride's great, and, and winning to knock someone out, especially someone in your own division, is it's all nice and good. But you're a team that's trying to make a playoff run. No need to put the guy that's led you there to put no, any risk, unnecessary yeah. risk. Yeah. I mean, speaking Lou, exactly what you just said. Speaking about the Bills, they're playing very good. Mr. Levigny's definitely a little happy right now. With oh, the, for uh, sure. Bills Mafia has definitely been rocking. So, I mean, that's going to be great. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope he plays, honestly, today, Josh Allen, because that's going to be a great matchup, too. And it's going to be interesting to see how that Miami defense plays, you know, against the high-powered offense like Buffalo. I guess, you know, you'll kind of get to see if they can really do something in the playoffs. So, I mean, what they got for years, like, you know, for these next couple of years to come. I mean, I don't think anyone really expected Miami to be in this position from the start of the season. You know, playing great football. It's going to be, look, if they make the playoffs, it's going to be insanely impressive because I I am going to take something back. Like, while the Dolphins do control their own destiny and they they win their end, out of all these teams, they have the toughest path because they have to get through the Bills. It's the matchup thing. The Colts are playing the Jaguars. You know, the... Was it the Ravens are playing the Bengals? Like they have even the Browns. They're playing a Steelers team that's Steelers benching their yeah. guys. Like the Dolphins have the toughest matchup out of anyone. The Bills might be the second best team in the AFC right now. Um, and honestly, like the way Kansas City play, where they just barely beat Atlanta, like who knows? Maybe they are the hottest team in the AFC. Like the Dolphins have a really tough matchup, which sucks because I really enjoy the Dolphins. I think Brian Flores. I've said it before, but I think he's done a fantastic job. Listen, if they make the playoffs, I think he's in um, the conversation for Coach of the Year. Oh, absolutely. With that team. Yeah. I, just, I love the mm-hmm. dynamic between Fitzpatrick and Tua Tonga-Vailoa. I mean, I just think that that's, like, that's the epitome of just like a healthy like veteran QB, rookie QB relationship. That's exactly no, what yeah. you want if you're a team. And it's going to be tougher without uh, Fitzpatrick today. Because um, he really, tested yeah. positive for COVID. Exactly. Yeah, he, exactly. he did. Oh. I think so. I don't know if I, I think, even see that. That's huge. Let me double check. Yeah, he, he did get – no, I, yep. I, think, I think they're right. Yep, test positive out for game versus Bills. Mm. So you have no – there's no, like, get-out-of-jail-free card the way you had in in, uh, <laughs> in games past where you could throw in Fitzpatrick and you get a little – you get some of his magic. So is he even going to be allowed on the sidelines for that? I mean, imagine if he has COVID, right? He kind of has to clear. Yeah, yeah I, I would imagine he's not allowed, but – that's know. that sucks too because like even if he's not playing, I think like they've shown a lot of tape over the season of just him talking with Tua about like what do you see in here, you know, the decision making, all that stuff. That's gonna that's that's gonna hurt a little bit for Tua. Maybe we'll have him quarantined with a headset. Mm. <laughs> I feel like this is like Lou, like what you just said too, that get out get out of jail free card. A lot of these people have been saying, like, you know, they're kind of babying, um, you know, Tua. They're taking him out in these, like, late-game situations or whatever. So, I mean, against a good team, like we just said, like the Bills, who knows if it does come down to the wire, this can be huge to see how Tua performs without, you know, having Fitzpatrick right there, you know, to help him out a little bit. And especially in, like you just said, the way that the Dolphins control their own destiny, they got to win today. 
it's going to be interesting to see how Tua plays. Uh, yeah, so let's shift on to the, the NFC, which is a little clearer at this point because we have five teams that have clinched. Seahawks won the NFC West. Packers won the NFC North. Saints have clinched their division in the NFC South, and the Buccaneers have clinched the first wild card. So what we have left is we need to see who's going to win the NFC East, and we've already talked a little bit about that. So let's focus more on the wild cards. Um, two teams left, uh, two wild card spots left, and the three main contenders are going to be the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Bears. Rams and Cardinals are playing each other, so one of those teams is going to go in. Um, for sure, and then the Bears, the Bears will get in if the Cardinal, if they win, the Cardinals lose. Or so, if they, I, is there is there any chance that the Bears make it if they lose or no? Um, see, that would be interesting. I guess maybe if the Rams were to beat the Cardinals, I think as long yeah. as the Cardinals lose, I guess they're in. Did I read this wrong? Yeah, the the Bears are in if the Cardinals lose. In the Cardinals, or if they win, I mean, listen, they got. I mean, I would definitely say that the Bears play have the toughest task going against a great Green Bay team, and it's not like you know, even though Green Bay's thin, pretty right now, twelve and three, they're still playing for something. They're still playing for that home field advantage. Going through Lambeau in the playoffs is, you know, it's tough. Everyone knows that. So the Packers are definitely playing for that home field advantage right now, and you know, I mean, the Bears Packers games are always you know so entertaining. So that's going to be a huge game for them, and it's not going to be easy. But like we just said too, I think um, I think the Bears, even if they do lose, I think if the Rams um, end up being Arizona, I think they still have a chance of making it. Uh, I mean, it's tough because right. So we talked about Jared Goff; he's not going to be it broke his thumb or whatever. So it's that it's that CFL guy, right? What's what's the guy's name that's going to be starting for the Rams? Hofford, I think. John, I got I got to look it up. Something like that. So, I mean, I guess you give that advantage to Arizona with Kyler Murray still being healthy. We think. He said he's in the play. Um, but, I mean, Arizona hasn't looked great. I mean, congrats. You beat the you beat the Giants. Not to knock on us, but, I mean, that was one of our worst games of the year. Uh, it might have been one of our worst performances. So, I mean, they, they've just – I was high on them early on, but I've just kind of fallen off that train – and the Rams should still have their good defense. So, I mean, it, it's really – it's going to be interesting. And the Bears have been really, really, really hot this year. But they're playing the Packers. So. You took the, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just – I was agreeing with you too. I mean, I remember early on in the year how high we are on um, Kyle Murray, you know, and the Cardinals after that big win. I think it was uh, the Sunday night game against Seattle. That was a huge game. I mean, now I feel like, you know, after that loss to, um, uh, what was it, the 49ers last week or a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. that was a huge hit for them. And, I mean, like the Rams, too. I mean, after following that loss to the Jets, everyone was like, oh, wow, this team's gone. I feel like – and I've, I mean, I've always been high on the Rams, but with Goff out, I mean, who knows? Maybe – by the way, it's John uh, Walford. That's the name of the uh, quarterback. But, um, I mean, I don't know. They still – I think uh, Cooper Cups also got COVID. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's on the COVID reserve list too. I'm sorry. I mean, that's a big receiver loss for the Rams. So, I mean, it's got, it's going to come down to who can play better with what they have right now. And that Rams defense, like we just said, you know, they have so, so much star power with Aaron Donald, you know, Jalen Ramsey. I feel like they could pull it through, but it's going to be a great guy. I think, yeah, like you said, I think the winner of this game does solidify that one of those uh, wild court spots. 
Uh, it's just at, at the end of the day, I think I think the two teams we're going to be looking at are probably going to be the Cardinals and the Rams just because the Bears have to beat the Packers to get into the playoffs. And not only have they not been able to do that over the past couple of years, uh, I mean, the Packers right now are one of the hottest teams in the NFC. I mean, Devontae Adams went to save my fantasy season by scoring 43 points or something like that. It just went <laughs> off. I don't know how you stop him. And the Packers are just so good right now with Aaron Rodgers that at least the Rams, if the Bears lose, the Rams will get in even if they lose to the Cardinals. And I think that's what's going to end up happening is that even if they lose to the Cardinals, you still you root for the Packers and, you, and you're in. So I think we're going to be looking at three NFC South teams in the playoffs. I agree with that. Yeah, I think I mean, that, that Cardinals are going to beat the Rams, and I just I don't believe in the Bears. Like, I'm actually kind of surprised to, that they're in it still. I mean, let's yeah, let's give them credit. After like a horrible, horrible start to the season, and like I refuse to take them in any of my top fives. Like, they've they've turned up. David Montgomery's been impressive, and you know they they've won some games that I was like. Wow, I, I didn't know you guys were going to win by that much and, and play that well. So, I mean, even if you don't make it, I guess at the end of the year you go, well, at the end of the year we played the way we wanted to. But the start of this season is going is to kill the Bears. The whole QB situation, benching Trubisky, starting Foles. Foles ends up being worse than Trubisky. Trubisky comes back and he's solid. It's like, I think you come back and at the end of this year, you still have no idea what you have in the direction of this franchise. It was so. It was crazy. They were so up. In, remember what was it? Week six. I think they were five and one. The uh, Bears. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they were. Then, they were. They were like five and one. And then they. Yeah, something like that. Then they. Then they got that loss to. Um, what was it? To New Orleans. That game went a field goal. They came. They came close. And then from mm-hmm. there, they went downhill. And then look yeah. at them. That Sunday night game. Aaron Rodgers. You know, blew them out. He had a great game against them. And then I think it was after that game when they got blown out. They started turning around. So what are they sitting at right now? I think eight and eight. Something like that? Eight and seven? I uh, think. Eight and seven sounds eight, right. I think they're eight and seven right now. So, I mean, like you said, Trubisky's been playing great. The, the team looks like, you know, they're starting to turn it around a little bit. But, I mean, a hot Bears team versus the uh, Packers, I still give that leg up to the Packers. But, I mean, that rivalry, you know, it's crazy what goes on with those two teams. So, I mean, I feel like anything could happen. But the Bears, I mean, like we said, like I said before, too, the Packers are playing for that home field advantage. Absolutely. And, like, they're going to be playing with Gusto. <laughs> and for them, I feel like home field advantage is probably, you know, I feel like for the Packers, probably the biggest home field advantage for any team in the NFL. Playing through Lambeau and, you know, the freezing weather in January is definitely not something that teams are looking forward to. So I expect Aaron Rodgers and that whole team to come out firing. But I'll tell you what, I'll be looking forward to that because I think I said, like, there's there can't be a better place for a snow game than Lambeau. It's just – it's it's perfect. Not, nothing like it. Nothing like it. Now, Tommaso, we've been talking a lot about uh, like this playoff picture, but uh, just overall, any teams that you have that haven't clinched yet that you are that you're big on, either in the AFC or the NFC. Um, I don't know. I kind of the Colts haven't clinched yet, right? The Colts no. haven't clinched yet. Yeah. I mean, I think they have a lot of potential. They remember they beat the Packers earlier in the year, and they kept it close with the Steelers. Like they were, they were leading at halftime and everything. They probably should have won that game. Yeah, yeah, they probably should have won that game. I think they have 
their defense, they could definitely be a scary team to play in the playoffs, especially with a lower seed, like if they play a higher seed. Colts have a good defense, a really good defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, with that, with the Colts, the only thing that I don't – Phillip Rivers, you know, I mean, they've got into this position. So obviously, like, you know, he's doing enough for them to be winning. But it, I feel like they're going to have to rely a little bit more on, you know, Jonathan Taylor's been playing great, so their running game's been working good. We know how good their offensive line is. And especially in the postseason, running the ball is huge. So, I mean, I feel like that's going to be their thing that they're going to be doing. That, that's going to be huge for them to lean on. And, I mean, listen, we, like we said before, it's still possible for them to win the um, AFC South. I think yeah, they've got to come out with a win, and then the uh, Titans got to lose. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that anything, like we said, you know, we keep repeating it, but it, it is really true. You know, late, these late weeks in the NFL, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Titans could come out and lose to the um, Texans, and right there the Colts slip in. And it's, it's great. Like we, and Tommaso, we were saying it before, too. It's crazy to think about that, like a 10-16 and 16 isn't going to make the playoffs. And then you look yeah, at the uh, yeah. then you look then you look at the NFC. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that's crazy. And I know Luca threw out this question uh, a lot earlier in the season, back when the yeah. NFC East was terrible. He was like, "Do you think a team's going to purposely tank for the wild card spot to try and get a shot at playing the NFC East?" And I think it was a little bit later on when Washington and the Giants started to turn it on that we were like, "This is a legitimate contender." I'm not going as far as to say that this is a legitimate contender in the sense that like you should be scared um, because the Giants and the Washington football team have had their ups and downs, and especially Dallas. It feels really cheap to me if Dallas ends up winning just because I feel they've just been terrible the whole year and now they somehow slide in. That would feel like a bad NFC East team. I would feel really wait, bad, bad about it. Don't that. mean to interrupt, Lou, but I just got an alert. Colts are uh, linked to talking to Carson Wentz right now. Oh, boy. I was just going to suggest that, to be honest. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Honestly, that could be. That could be. Honest, that could be a I, I think fit. Carson Wentz still could be. He just needs a new new place to go. That I could be a really good fit. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. Like people, and people have been talking about it this week, too. This might be Phillip uh, Rivers' last season. I think he said, right, if they don't make the playoffs, this could be his last game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, yeah, with the Rocky. NFC East, it's just like Dallas would feel cheap. Giants or football team would feel earned. Um, and at Tampa Bay, you shouldn't be scared because, you know, you're still technically a powerhouse with all the talent you have. Um, but I, I think you should be wary because either way, you're going to go up against a team, whether it's Washington or the Giants, if those are the two teams. And I think those are the teams that have the best shots. You're going up against a team with a good defense and, in the Giants' case, a solid offense. Washington has a solid offense, too, when they're healthy. McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, Alex Smith. Um, And you know what? You almost lost to the Giants. And if uh, they kept that flag on the field, that pass interference call, maybe you do lose to the Giants. And honestly, if Daniel Jones doesn't have, like, one of his worst games of the year, maybe you don't beat the Giants. So, like... Uh, I, I do think that people should go into playing the NFC East team with, with the right level of preparation because we've seen a team like the Seahawks who maybe decided to look past that game uh, get surprised by the Giants or, you know, Washington football team beat the Steelers. So, I mean, these are teams that have pulled off upsets that could, that could do it in the playoffs. And there's the stat. Two teams with below 500 records have made it to the playoffs. Both teams won a playoff game. I think it's like the Seahawks and the Saints. So, anything, anything is possible, especially once you get into the playoffs. 
Exactly. Any given you Sunday. Just Any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Before we get into our top fives, real quick, going into the playoffs, I know we'll we'll go into we'll do a more in depth thing next week, but just like early early favorites of teams that we think are going to be hot going into the playoffs. Um, I mean, I've always been high on the Packers, but in the AFC, I'd say the Chiefs and the Bills look really hot right now. If I if I had to pick my two right now, I would definitely go um, Packers and uh, Bills. I feel like the way that the uh, we were talking about it a little bit before the Chiefs kind of took like you know a little down downward spiral these past couple of weeks, coming close with um, what was it the Falcons last week, mm-hmm. and then you know seeing the way the Bills you know blew out New England and the way they've been playing, I really like the way Buffalo's playing, and then um, the Packers. I mean, there's just nothing you really you can't say enough. Aaron Rodgers is having an incredible year. Definitely deserves to win the MVP and should. And um, you know, this is one of you know I feel like this is one of the better defenses he has had. Great, you know, front four cornerbacks with Jahir Alexander. They got good, like you know, players all around. They feel like they're a well-rounded team, and I feel like the Packers could definitely make some, make it far into the playoffs and make it to the Super Bowl. You got some really interesting dynamics here because the two hottest teams I think we'll all agree right now. In the NFC, it's the Packers, and in the AFC, it, it might even, I think it's the Bills, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you talk about the teams that are really built for the playoffs, I mean, first off, the Chiefs are kind of just like a super team. They've been there, done that. I mean, that offense is stacked. That defense isn't as good as you'd like it to be. But, I mean, they've come down from like 28 nothing. I don't know if they truly, you know, like that offense is just so overpowered. And I do think that the Saints really – when you look at them, as long as everyone's healthy, that's a pretty solid playoff team. Just like, you know, the, the balance. The question for me, the biggest question for me, and I hope it's not a problem because I love the Packers and I really want them to do well, more so than the Saints. But uh, is the defense going to be able to do enough? Because the Saints defense, they got some players. They, yeah. got, they got some guys that can really make stuff happen. And the Saints offense, nowhere close to the Packers offense, especially – I guess they should have Michael Thomas back for the playoffs, maybe. I know they placed him on the IR. I think IR to get I think get him ready for the playoffs. Just rest him until then. Um, and, and Lou, like I um, I I think our, earlier in the week the news came out about um Dave Bakhtiari getting hurt for the uh, yeah. Packers left tackle. Mm-hmm. So I mean he's been you know all pro pro bowler. He's probably the best tackle in the league, and you know left tackles are huge, especially. The biggest you know, for yeah. yeah, exactly. Especially, and then you know that's Aaron Rodgers. That's you know that's his go-to guy. You know, you it's so there's so much more confidence when you know you know from your blind side. And you know it's 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 it is a tough loss, but I saw something too that was like those couple games that he was out this year, the Packers line was still able to hold up. But like you just said too, you know Cam Jordan, all these guys that are on that Saints D line. When you're going to come down to that NFC Championship game, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't have time. I feel like that's going to be a rough – and especially for that offensive line to hold up, too, with that running game. We, you know, we know what Aaron Jones can do. And then I feel like what was last week versus the Titans, what's his name came up? Uh, A.J. Dillon had an amazing game, too. So, um, I mean, that's, that's another weapon for them. But it all, I feel like it all, this all comes down to that offensive line. If they can really, you know, hold it down, give Aaron Rodgers the time, I really don't see any team giving them an issue. The biggest question for me about the, the Saints are now is if they can get their running back room – you no, know, get they get them rid of COVID because yeah. Kamara's out. Look, Latavius Murray is a is a good backup, and you you hope he gets. I think he's only a close contact. He doesn't have it, so I mean, you hope he's at least ready for the playoffs. 
But, I mean, if you're missing Kamara, that's right now. That's your best offensive player. He scored six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. Like, so, and the, the week before. So, <laughs> that that's the key for me. But, yeah, I really hope. I mean, the Packers really only need an offense like Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. That's the scary thing. They really only need, along with Rodgers, those three guys alone could really get the job done. I mean, that's how scary that team is, and those three guys are. Mm-hmm. But I think let yeah, Mr. Harris. Oh yeah, I was just gonna hide and give my two. Um, yeah, obviously the Bills are the Chiefs in the AFC. Um, I'll probably get to stick with the Chiefs because I, I love Patrick Mahomes. He's just ridiculous. Um, and then in the NFC, I want to go with the Packers, but you know I got to go with the Giants. Um, you know, just all fame <laughs> defenders, just looking great. They're gonna come out of this week in the playoffs and just charge through, charge through to the Super Bowl. Let's do it, baby. Danny Dimes. Oh, Eli might come out of retirement. Eli. Hey, yeah. hey, it's, it's, his, it's his birthday today. You know? yeah, come on now. Just for the Tom Brady game, you know? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into the, these top fives, and it was a pretty good week. Uh, I mean, all I have to say is put a, get us an ESPN right now. Get us a contract because four guys had five and O's, and the other two had four and one. So, I mean, listen. This is this is us at our best. Staying hot right now. We're heading into the postseason. The whole pod right now. We're starting to get ready. We're gearing up. We're not we're not messing around at all. And I'll, I'll introduce the games. All the games today are on Sunday, which is great. It's like a perfect week seventeen. Um, and these are good playoff games. We got the Dolphins versus the Bills, the Steelers versus the Browns, Cowboys versus the Giants. Uh, in the afternoon, we got the Cardinals versus the Rams and our primetime game, the Sunday nighter. It's the football team versus the Eagles. So we'll go in accordance with the standings. I'll start first. Much as it pains me to say this, I am going to take the Bills over the Dolphins. Like we said, the Bills are just, they, they might be the hottest team in the AFC. Um, now, Mr. Vigny, he's getting the table ready. He might, we might, we might see some crazy stuff. He's getting it ready for the playoffs because you have no idea what this team's going to be able to do. They're just crazy. So I'm taking the Bills here. Steelers versus the Browns. If the Steelers weren't resting guys, I'd probably go Steelers. But I am going to take the Browns here. Their receivers are back. Uh, so I'm going to ride that. Hopefully Baker gets back up on the horse there. Cowboys versus the Giants. It's not even a question in my mind. The Giants are winning this game, and then we're watching the primetime game to see what happens. But, yeah, Giants all the way, baby. Sunday afternoon, let's take the Cardinals over the Rams. Kyler Murray versus a CFL quarterback. No offense to that guy, but it's going to be a rough sledding for him. And then Sunday night, football team versus the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles. Got to root. Got to root for the Eagles. Trust in Jalen Hurts and watch it happen. Uh, so I think next up would be, if I can get the standings, would be John Franca. Oh, this is going to be tough. Lou, I know we were just talking how high we are on the Dolphins, but, I mean, the way the Bills are playing, I, I feel like you can't root against them right now. I'm going to take the Bills versus them to come out with the win. Same thing that you said, too. You know, Steelers sitting everybody. The Browns need this game. I feel like they're going to come out. They're going to want it more. I'll take the Browns then. Giants are going to win this game. I'm going to take the Giants versus the Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, I want to take the Cardinals, but I feel like I've been I just been with the Rams this whole year. I'm gonna stick with them one for you know one more time. So I'll take the Rams that game. And Sunday night, I like Jalen Hurts actually coming out. I feel like he's gonna show everybody. Everyone's gonna be watching that game. It's a big test for him versus that great defense. I'll take the Eagles too to come out with the win. 
Uh, yeah, Mr. Harris, you'd be up. All right, so Dolphins versus Bills. Yeah, I just can't go against the Bills. Josh Allen's a beast. Bills. Uh, Steelers versus Browns. I have a soft spot in my heart for the Browns, and I think with the Steelers resting everybody, and maybe even if they weren't, but I'm going with the Browns. Cowboys versus Giants. This is obvious, even though, you know, my uh, my ginger brother out there, I have to root against him. It's all Giants, baby. <laughs> uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, I think because the card, uh, the Ram, uh, what's his name? Jared Goff broke his thumb. Um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. And because they just signed uh, one of my new favorite players that we were talking about before the pod started, Chris Striebler. Look him up, guys. Look up his parade uh his parade video, it's amazing. This guy's an absolute uh, so, legend, yeah. by the way. This guy's Absolutely. great. He's going to be a star uh, for, for years to come. <laughs> yeah, the Giants and Jets both missed out on this guy, for sure. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I'm going with the Cardinals. And then Sunday night, uh, Jalen Hurts has looked good. So, And just for, you know, for the Giants, got to go Eagles. It's a Maso, baby. I, I really need to do good here. So, <laughs> I, I also need to go different. I just feel like the Dolphins need this win really bad. There he I is. I also think I think the Bills are like they're locked in in their spot. So I I think I'm gonna take the Dolphins. I'll go Browns over Steelers. Giants over Cowboys. Mm. Wow, Mosh, I thought you were gonna go Cowboys there. Yeah. Nah, I, I I actually think the Giants are gonna win. I also, I also don't want the Giants to get a top three pick. So mm. I uh, oh, that, that is. I said that. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, I'll bring it up. Let me see. Rams, Cardinals. Wow. Um, I'll take the Cardinals, and then I'm going to take the football team because no one else has, and I also think that in a must-win situation, I just think they're going to get it done. All right. I'll hit you guys with the standings. Luca in first place, fifty-three and twenty-seven. He is one week away from from winning the regular season top fives. I can't <laughs> believe it. I'm ashamed. Very upsetting. I know it is. Tied for second place, myself and Posio at fifty and thirty. We're three games behind Luca, so we'll make sure Luca doesn't see any of our picks, and I might have to change some stuff up just to see if I even have a chance <laughs> to tie him. I don't know. We'll see what happens. In fourth place, we got John Franco, 48 and 32, five games behind. Fifth place, Mr. Harris, 47 and 33, six games behind. And finally, Tommaso at 42 and 38, 11 games behind. It's a scary number, but uh, it's all good because I was talking with John Franco and we're going to do a little bracket for our playoffs. So there are regular season contests will basically be over after this week. Maybe, you know, possibly we can get the bracket sponsored by uh, College Sports Digest, maybe. If we can look into that, Tommaso. <laughs> I, 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 I know you know the that. owner of that, so, I mean, yeah, maybe just reach out, that. send him we're a gonna, little email. <laughs> so let me try and find this, because I know Tommaso referenced it. I know I sent it to the chat. The Giants Blue, I, somehow have a I chance just, to get a top three pick. Here it is, here it is. So they can make the playoffs, right? We already talked about that. They win and Washington loses. If the Giants lose and Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Houston, Cincinnati, Carolina, and Atlanta win, the Giants will have the number three pick in the NFL draft. 
I could be, and listen, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Actually, no, no. What's um? I'm trying to look right now. Eagles, we talked about that could happen. The Texans could happen. I think Cincinnati is a rough game because they're versus Baltimore. <laughs> but I mean, I don't. Let's run through. So Atlanta has to play Tampa Bay. That's scary. Um, Tampa might be resting, though. You know, Tampa might be resting. All right. Carolina's got the Saints, who now they're resting. Now or now the running backs are sick. That's that's kind of plausible. The Broncos are facing the Raiders, who seem to be kind of they're they're out of it. So I mean, that's winnable. The toughest one, I I really think, is going to be Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincinnati is the toughest one, and honestly, Houston too, just because Houston has underperformed all year. They just haven't been good. But I mean, division game, we'll see. Derrick Henry also kills the Houston every time he plays them. So I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Derrick Henry goes goes off every time he plays Houston. So. He might rush like three hundred yards. Today. It's very possible, <laughs> insanely possible. <laughs> but I think I think that wraps up this episode. I just want to say, you know, we came in here and we were like, we're gonna do a pod every week for the for the football regular season. I honestly, I had some doubts. I was like, I don't know if we're gonna be able to do it, man. It's like, you know, stuff just happens, stuff comes up, but you know, we got it done. We were able, we it. 17 straight weeks, we, we were able it. to do a podcast. I think that's that's pretty crazy. So, I mean, that's I, an accomplishment. Say, I just want to say thank you to you guys. You've, you've come in here and you've talked about football for a podcast that maybe only 10 people watch. Who really knows? The analytics are confusing. The charts, I don't know how to read them. But <laughs> it's been a blast. And here's to, uh, here's to many more weeks of, of talking football, guys. Amen. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Let's Year. Happy and, New uh, Year. Postseason coming up. Everybody buckle up. Get ready. I heard a rumor that sometime soon in our future, we'll get a Posio's return. So stay on the lookout for that. And uh, for the first time in 2021, let's call the night. You know, starting a quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, potentially? Chris Strafolsky. Really? <laughs> this guy won the Grey Cup at the CFL. This might be my new favorite football player. The Blue Bombers. This guy played for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh-huh. This guy! Oh no! <laughs> this guy! <laughs> this is from a Grey Cup victory parade where he has the microphone in front of All about I a thousand. All I can say is, man, have you guys seen the Grey Cup yet? Hey! It's pretty awesome, man. Hey! Yeah. It's pretty Hell awesome. Yeah. yeah, it is. Hell yeah! We got the best fans in the CFL. It's not even close. Not man. even close. Uh-huh. I love you guys. We love you guys, man. I love. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Uh, absurd, dude. Thank you guys so much for everything this season, man. Is that the kicker trying I'm to get it? I'm lit right now. You're all lit right now. This is amazing, man. We're yeah. lit. I love you guys, man. We love you too. And we're great Cup champions. Yeah. That's it. That's a fact. That's facts. Yeah, it is. He was wearing cowboy hat. Fur coat, big chain, by the way. Big beard. I love that man. I don't know how he is in the starter in the NFL right now. He's potentially playing for the Arizona Cardinals playoff hopes this weekend.